Sneaker Love, a podcast paying tribute to our mutual love of sneakers. The game may be flawed, but the love and culture will always be pure. And now, your host with Sneaker Love, Matty Ice. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sneaker Love with Matty Ice. I am your host, Matty Ice. And as always, this is a Matty Ice Media Network production. Before we get started, if you want to connect with me, the handle on Instagram is Matty Ice Sneakers. I like to post a lot of sneaker content there. And I just posted about the big sneakers win that I got recently. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I mean, on Twitter, it is at Matty Ice Media. That is the handle. And of course, MattyIceMedia.com for all the other podcasts that we support. And perhaps one day, a YouTube channel the way that I used to. So I really was struggling on what I wanted to put together for this week. First of all, if you're listening to this, um, it is Thanksgiving week and we have made it to Thanksgiving. I know that the sneaker community is very, very diverse. It is very international. And when I was on Reddit and doing a lot of QCs and really into the rep market in that way, I got a lot of hits on the website from a lot of different countries. And I know that I was helping a lot of people internationally. And I thought that was really, really cool. But Thanksgiving is very meaningful to me, and I just want to say out front, uh, wherever it is that you celebrate and however it is that you celebrate or whatever it is that you do on this Thursday in November, a happy Thanksgiving to you and a happy Thanksgiving to your loved ones, and I hope that you have a safe, safe holiday. So I thought about what did I want to talk about this week, and I was thinking about what we've talked about up until now. We've talked about a lot if you think about it. I've really laid quite a groundwork for the way that sneaker culture is today. But when I was thinking about other influences that take place, I was solely focused on individuals that had their place in sneaker culture, but I realized I was mostly missing a community aspect of it. And that collaboration with these boutiques and these sneaker shops have really been one of the cornerstones that have made sneaker culture today what it is, because I think that they cross so many different socioeconomic lines and I just feel as if there is a there's a lot of value into some of these collaborations. And I think, where does that go today? So I started thinking about Union. And Union is very famous today, mainly because they have had their hands on so many really, really awesome collaborations and sneaker designs. And not sneaker designs as in they've designed their own sneaker, but very similar to somebody like Travis, they have put their design inspiration on some really, really important and influential silhouettes, for especially Air Jordans. And I got to thinking about them. And so I looked into their history a little bit. I knew that they had been around for a while, but finding out that they had been around since the 1980s, the late 1980s, um, I always thought that they were solely in LA, but to find out that they started in New York and they really started sort of in tandem with Stussy, which is another big streetwear brand. It was an interesting piece of history to learn and that they didn't really get to LA until two years later, like 1991 or something like that. And they weren't co-branded with Stussy, but they were sort of in bed together at the time. And it wasn't until years later that Chris Gibbs actually bought the location, which is who we know owns it now and has really been the face of Union. But it's interesting because Union really was starting as a clothing wear brand to sort of make people... I don't want to say like in, in, they weren't like lower income level, but they were catering to a different audience than what sneaker culture is like today. Let's put it that way. And they were really doing something trendy at the time. And if you go and look at uh, what they have accomplished uh, up until now, they're really trying to take functional clothing and fashionable clothing and making them sort of married together because functional clothing is boring 
and sometimes fashionable clothing is weird. And so trying to mend the two, and I think that's where you get streetwear in a way, because streetwear sort of toes the line a little bit between high-end fashion and sort of you know, functional clothing. If you look at a lot of the worker pants, cargo pants, like joggers, things like that, there's a lot of things that you see in today's streetwear brands like Supreme and such uh, that are, you know, more normal-ish looking. Like they're not high-end, but yet they're charging high-end prices. But I thought about Union and I was looking at the shoes that they have had their hands on. And one of the most famous ones was, of course, the Jordan 1. And those Jordan 1 collaborations, when I think about hype and when I think about not unwarranted hype, but when I think about something that really shocks the sneaker world in a way that it reverberates throughout the rest of time. And the Union Jordan 1 really did that. Because if there's something to be said about what Chris Gibbs and Union are doing with their collaborations with Jordan Brand, it's that they are paying homage to what they feel personally are really important silhouettes to them. And the Jordan 1 collaboration that they did, there were two colorways, and they took four of, I believe, the original Jordan 1 colorways and sort of meshed them together. The uppers from two, well, actually, really, the ankle collar from two were sewn onto the, the lower of another, and it was awesome. So there's the black toe, and as you know, the black toe Jordan, no matter what color it's accompanied with, specifically with the white toe, you know, the white toe box and the red heel, it's just a classic look, of course. And then there's the Storm Blues, which are another classic. And you're putting on, I think it was like the Smoke Grays and and something else. I can't remember all of it. But either way, what you got was two things literally stitched together with their branding on it. And there was just something about it. Really quality materials, really awesome concept, and a classic looking shoe. Like they didn't really fundamentally change the way that the Air Jordan 1 is. Sure, they changed the materials that are on it. And sure, they stitched it together in a very DIY sense, kind of almost before the Virgil thing, to be honest with you, a little bit. They're probably around the same time. Anyway, the Jordan 1 really knocked everybody's socks off. And if you go to the resale market, you'll you'll notice that the prices are ridiculous. And they're one of the biggest rep shoes out there. I happen to have two pairs of them, and I love both. They go with a lot of different things. They fit that classic look, and you just really can't go wrong. And Union really never followed up on that in a way that felt meaningful to the sneaker community until they launched their Jordan 4 line. And what's interesting about that is you look at the Jordan 4 and the way that they designed it, and it's very clear that they were trying to go with something that was vintage, but like 90s vintage. And it's funny because vintage for the longest time, perhaps in people in my age bracket, I'm 38, and vintage feels like it's from the 80s. Whereas vintage now for a lot of younger people is the 90s and the 90s are making comeback. And it was strange because I thought, well, they look so 90s. But that off noir, which was basically sort of a take on, I want to say like the bread fours, but with a little bit of a different touch, of course. I mean, with that black upper, it's very, very difficult not to seem like the bread fours. But that aged outsole look, the flipped over tongue, which is, again, paying homage to the way that they used to wear it in the 1990s. That flipped over tongue. I mean, one of the things about the Air Jordan 4 tongue is if you see the Air Jordan is upside down, people used to flip that over so that people could see the Air Jordan. So when the first pictures of the Union Jordan 4 came out and we saw that tongue, people were like, oh, it's trash. But then when you realize that you can actually bring it up. This is kind of what I've talked about in previous episodes about not understanding the history and why it's so important and why I've created this podcast. And while this episode has absolutely no script, no notes, I'm just going completely off the cuff. 
The folded over tongue part is a really good piece of history that so many sneakerheads today don't actually know. So when they see the pictures of the Jordan 4, they don't understand why they would do that. They just think it's meant to look stupid, but it's not. It's meant to pay homage to the way that Chris Gibbs and a lot of other people, real old sneakerheads, used to wear Jordan 4s back in the day. I personally won't do it because I think the tongue is the best part of the Jordan 4, but it's the design nod. It's the historical nature of why they did it that is so awesome. And so that's what Jordan, that's what Union has done with their Jordan brand collaborations. I absolutely love it. And when you look at like the guava, so the guava isn't really a colorway that we've seen from the Jordan 4, but it's so unique. And again, just like the Jordan 1, quality materials. When you saw the ripstoppy sort of uh, not ripstop, but it's a very mesh-looking material on the toe box. You thought, that looks cheap. But then when you see that it's super, super classic suede, awesome materials, awesome build, awesome concept, and all of a sudden they caught fire. And this is kind of what Union is all about. They're, about. they're not about wowing you before you get them, right? The quality of their work, the quality of their artistic vision is when you get it in hand and you're just completely blown away by it. So they followed that up with more colorways that leaned even more into the 90s aesthetic. Ironically, with I think it was the Desert Moss, which really was paying homage to more like a Lakers sort of aesthetic. Yellow, some purples, a little bit of teal, extremely 90s colors. Like if you go back to the NFL in the 90s or any type of logo from the 90s, like the Olympic logos, starter jackets, so much of it is like bright colors, teals, purples, whites. It was very, very flashy. And that's what these shoes look like. And then there's the topaz. Now, the topaz, again, had that like flashy green on it, a little bit of a neon-ish blue, but like a really understated gray. And they hit a home run with those too. And it's like they're paying homage to when they got into sneakers, when it mattered to them. And like Chris Gibbs, having worked at Union since almost since it opened in LA, and then buying the store and being able to design shoes that go back to that time is awesome. There's a connection, an emotional connection. And I talked about that with, with Virgil, right? When he's going over the Jordan 5s and how the Jordan 5 was the first Jordan he ever owned. And so when he put his off-white artistic design on it, people panned it at first, but it had an emotional connection to his past. And that's the same thing that Union is doing. And Union and Virgil Abloh are kind of almost in the same vein. It's almost as if they're in lockstep with each other. So Virgil Abloh is getting in on the Jordan 2 craze. Not even craze. He's starting the Jordan 2 craze. That's what he did with Nike Dunks, if, I, if you remember that episode a couple of episodes ago, with low tops. And he's kind of going in on the history again of the way that Michael Jordan used to sign used pairs of shoes and give them away. And that's what Virgil is doing. So Union is following that up with another Jordan collaboration, this time with the Jordan 2. And they're going to come out with two colorways in 2022. And from what I've seen on the sneaker market, and I'm talking about rep market, retail, Instagram, you name it. So many people just do not understand why this is a cool thing. The Jordan 2, and maybe this is even an episode, but the Jordan 2 is one of the most misunderstood shoes in all of sneakers. Michael Jordan didn't like it, so therefore sneakerheads shouldn't like it but they just haven't given it a lot of love. There's so many Jordan 1s out there. There's tons of Jordan 4s. There's more Jordan 3s now. And I don't want to say that they're overplayed, but it's really difficult to keep the same feeling and magic for the shoe when they're just a dime a dozen, it feels like. Kind of like the Amamanier Jordan 1 coming out. That's coming out, I think, tomorrow as I'm recording this. 
It's a really, really nice looking shoe. I'm sure in hand, it's going to be beautiful, but it doesn't stand out because there's so many Jordan 1s. Now their Jordan 3 stood out because it's so much different than a lot of the other Jordan 3s that are out there because they don't drop a Jordan 3 every other week. Think about the last time that they dropped a Jordan 2 that's not Virgil and not this union. Nobody can probably name one because it's been forever. Maybe one of the Black History Month ones or something like that. It's been a really, really long time. But do yourself a favor and go look at the Quai Q-U-A-I 54 Jordan 2s. White, cream, white, gold accents. Awesome looking shoe. And so I trust that Union is going to put an awesome spin on this. And from the early pictures that I've seen, it is going to be a very 90s look. But they're giving love to a shoe that is part of the culture. It's part of the history. And this is why Union's work has been so amazing. Sure, I could have talked about Undefeated. The Undefeated Jordan 4 is probably one of the biggest sneaker unicorns because they made only like 74 pairs of them. I happen to have a replica pair downstairs, no hate. But they didn't really change the game. In a lot of ways, Union is not only changing the game, but they're helping to define it today. And on top of that, Union is now at the forefront of manual cop, no bots. They are doing everything that they can to make it as accessible as possible for people to get their shoes. And that is rare in today's day and age when it is nearly impossible to get shoes it's nearly impossible to cop and i love the work that union is doing i think their vision is amazing and i think the transparency into why they love sneakers so much and why their designs are the way that they are and they've said it out loud chris gibbs has said it out loud y'all hated the jordan 4 when you saw it and then finally when it came out y'all were all about it jordan 2 is going to be that way too but here's the crappy part the jordan 2 is going to get a lot of love basically because Union and Virgil have said it should get a lot of love. But do they really understand it? Do the people out there, do you sneakerheads out there listening to this truly understand why the Jordan 2 is so great? It predates so much of what we know today. What we know today is that shoes have so many different materials on them, from high-quality suede, Italian leather like the Dior 1s, like everything you could possibly imagine. The Jordan 2 tried to do that. The Jordan 2 tried to give you a luxury feel with that genuine Italian leather, right? It was supposed to be like the Ferrari of shoes. Sure, it was designed very European-like. And if you look at it, it had a very European vintage to it. And I don't like all of them, but there are some that just work. And they worked in so many different ways. And I think that what you're seeing now is that you can go back in time and give love to these silhouettes that needed more love in today's market. And what stinks is that it's going to get hyped and people are going to want them, but you should understand it. You should go back and do your history. If you look at the Jordan 3 and you look at the Jordan 2, you're going to be a little bit surprised at the similarities. There's not that much of a difference. They basically took what had been made on the Jordan 2 and tried to make it almost hipper, if that makes sense. And they were making it for Michael Jordan. Now, Michael Jordan didn't like it from a performance element, But if you look at the way that sneakers are manufactured today, if you look at the business plans for how sneakers are marketed today, the Jordan 2 would have fit in perfectly in today's market because they're looking for something that appeals to the masses and is quality. Sneakerheads, if nothing else, y'all love your quality. Y'all love your materials. And I'm guilty of that too. Whenever I get a shoe in that is better quality than I thought it was going to be, I'm in love. I'm absolutely taken by it. For instance, I hit recently on the sneakers app on the shock drop for the cool gray 11s. 
it was random. I wasn't planning on buying shoes for a while, actually, because I just bought the equipment to do, to, to do this podcast. And I ended up hitting. And it's like, wow, I didn't think that that was actually possible. They went back to first come, first serve. And I got I got a pair and I got them in the other day. And, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, maybe I'll flip them. They're not really going for a lot of money, but we'll see. Truth be told, I had never held a Jordan 11 in my hand in my life. And I took it out of the box and I was blown away at the quality. The patent leather doesn't look as bad as I thought that it would. The new buck, whatever it is, that synthetic new buck, it feels so soft. I was blown away by the quality of the shoe. And now I'm kind of like, I misunderstood this shoe. I didn't like it. And this is what I think is going to happen with the Jordan 2 with Union. So Union is out here doing quite a bit of great work. And I love the storytelling that they're doing with it. I love the personal connections that they're doing with it. Kind of like Amon Manier with the, the the highlighting female sneakerheads element of it. I love it. Having a women's only draw for it is awesome. Awesome, awesome. And we need more of that. We need more helping people get the shoes that they want for retail prices. Resale is the devil. We shouldn't be paying resale prices. And this is why if I can't find a shoe that I like and I can find a good replica that's affordable, I'll wear it. Because at my age, I don't really care. I just don't care. I'm not going to pay those kind of prices because to me, a sneaker is not worth that much. So I love the the work that Union is doing. And I think Union is an awesome thing. Again, I can give you a lot of details on it, but just talking through their collaborations, the work that they're doing is genuine. It feels genuine. And they've made some of the most fire shoes out there. And the Union Jordan 1s will forever be an iconic silhouette, an iconic colorway, and one of the most famous collaborations to date. And I hope the Jordan 2 takes off. The early pictures I've seen look awesome, and I can't wait to see it. And I may actually have a shot at it in hand because hopefully so many of you will sleep on the Jordan 2s because you don't understand it. And as a historian of shoes, I love to look at the history of it and understand why things are the way that they are. I would love to have a piece of history and have a Jordan 2. So again, I just kind of winged it this this episode. I didn't really have anything going. And I was thinking about Union. And I was like, Union has done a lot of really, really awesome work. And honestly, they are just as responsible for today's sneaker market in terms of awesome collaborations and connecting it to that history than anybody else is right now. And I just felt like, let's give them a little bit of shine. I think they're doing great work. So again, I hope you are, hope you have a happy Thanksgiving this week. Be safe wherever it is that you are traveling. Please hit me up on all the other social media avenues that I ma- named at the top of the show, Instagram, Twitter, and our website for the other podcasts that we're doing. Uh, what's your favorite union collaboration? Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. I'd love to see it. Show me some pictures because I think they have some fire collabs. And honestly... They're just going to keep doing it because they keep hitting home run after home run after home run and they, they keep rewarding us. So good for them. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the Jordan 2. So I hope everybody has a great weekend. Have a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. Hug your loved ones. And I will talk to you next week. Sneaker love, everybody. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Sneaker Love with Matty Ice are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Matty Ice Media Network does not condone the purchase or sale of any counterfeit goods. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.